this year, the net worth of billionaires has absolutely soared, like just exploded. Volcano eruption absolutely exploded. The recession has seen net worths of average people plummet. But as this K-shaped recovery continues, where one segmentation of people go one way, the other segmentation of people go other way, we can see billionaires are having the best year of their life. You know, Amazon's CEO and founder, Jeff Bezos, literally divorced, literally gave a bunch of his shares to his wife, and his net worth is still almost $200 billion. It's absolutely incredible. And as you've seen in my past episodes, as I was going through the top 10 billionaires, one thing must be on your mind. Where's the investors? Like, where are they? I mean, yeah, sure, you got your Warren Buffett investor, but where is your investors who just, you know, are managing their hedge fund, managing their portfolio, and through just buying shares and using options, they were able to make a billion dollars. Not a lot really there, right? Right? Am I, the, am I the only one that noticed that? Not really there. And then when you start to do the math about making a billion dollars, um, from making a 10%, my God, 20% if you're really good, from really investing in the market consistently, it's really hard to turn a million dollars into a billion, even if you started with a million dollars around the age of 18. It's actually a very, very hard sum of money to get towards. So how do people do it? One of the biggest ways that people make a billion dollars is, drumroll please, da 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 they start a business. They start a business. And if you've seen anything from Donald Trump's tax returns or whatever they, that, that tax investigation was um starting a business is a great way to avoid taxes and make some wealth i mean my god donald trump only spent 750 in taxes a couple years but i digress we need to start looking at people who start businesses as not just entrepreneurs but realistically investors it's the same game. They see an opportunity in the market and they put their money and their energy into literally capitalizing on it as much as possible. And in 2020, 2021, we're seeing who one of the greatest, I, I don't know, I, I, th I, think, I think we can say this. This person is going to be one of the greatest investors of our time. One of the greatest money makers of our time. And that, of course, has to be Logan Paul. Now, you heard me correctly, Logan Paul. He's a YouTuber in his 20s, and he's famous for making very, very, very prank-style vines back in the day. These were like TikToks of the day, you know, very prankful vines. He'd go on grocery store counters and like oink like a pig and fake to wrestle and do all these weird stuff. Now he does more long style YouTube videos. He does YouTube podcasts as well. I mean, this guy is known in the social media influencer, YouTuber, Instagram world. He's in that lane. That's him. But recently he has gone on a path where he connected with Gary V and he's entering the, the collectible card arena, if you will. Now, if you heard a video that I made a couple, you know, days ago where I talked about, you know, the best way to turn 10K to a million dollars, 
I talked about NBA cards and how this is an area where there's a potential for your 10K investment in NBA cards now to turn to a million dollars. Now, it's not a big potential, you know, but I think it's higher than anything else, maybe even 30%. The way that it's appreciating right now, it wouldn't be the most shocking in the thing in the world. Matter of fact, if you just take the most obvious investments, it's possible for your $10,000 to turn not to a 1,000% return, but a 10,000% return. It, there's a possibility there. And with Logan Paul stepping in the market of Pokemon cards, not NBA cards, but Pokemon cards, we are seeing one of the first big influencers really capitalizing on this market. Now, one of the craziest things that I'm seeing coming up is this election season. We are having record amounts of volatility. I mean, every month is like, this was the worst month of uh, downturns in September, or this month had the highest recovery in August. I mean, every month we're seeing just wild swings. Like it's, and as an investor, it's impossible to really know what's happening. But what markets have been really exploding without even taking a dip during this, you know, COVID recession of March and, you know, the, the rebounds? That's been the card markets. I mean, whether you're talking about NBA, NFL, baseball, um, and Pokemon, we are seeing these markets explode. Like, like literally, like to put in an example, right? I bought a Jason Tatum. He's a rookie that plays on Boston Celtics. I bought his card for around $70. $70 Canadian. Right now, his card, the same one that I bought, is around $400 Canadian. I mean, that return is, is, is monstrous. It's over like a five times return. Like, if I did that in a stock market, I'd have to be literally investing in one of the most risky options in the world. But just buying NBA cards, something that, you know, I could hold for a long time or I could sell, literally went five times. It wasn't even a crazy big guess. Like, it wasn't a very obscure investment. Um, it was very easy, very simple. Didn't take a lot of basketball, didn't take a basketball genius to think that he was a good investment and already a five times return. So why is Logan Paul going to be one of the best investors of all time? Recently on his YouTube channel, he's come out with a Pokemon video where he goes over buying Pokemon cards um, and getting back into this hobby of collecting them. Now, as the average person hears this, you're like, wait, wait, he's buying Pokemon cards. Like, how is that investment? Well, I'll let you know. The same way, you know, the great Mona Lisa painting is worth millions of dollars today. It's a very simple market. You have appraisers, you have auctions, and you have people who buy the cards. You have a limited supply of cards, which, again, if the demand exceeds the supply, boom, you have the crazy values. And Pokemon cards have a very simple system. When they first come out, they're called first edition. The second release of those cards is called shadowless. And after that is just the normal cards. Of course, you got some holographic cards within there, but that's basically the hierarchy. First edition's most, mostly the most expensive ones. Then shadowless is the second print of them. And then after that's the third ones and they're more of the commons, not as valuable. 
with Pokemon being a long-standing franchise, it is literally has the potential to reach card investors far and wide. Already, when you look at profitable franchises, Pokemon literally sits atop. It sits ahead of Hello Kitty. It sits ahead of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It sits ahead of everything. When it's the toys, the video games, all of that. So when you're investing in a Pokemon card, you're literally investing in the idea of Pokemon. It's a different way of buying, you know, the stock that basically benefits from all that. And with Logan Paul, his vision, as you can see, is not only is he just buying Pokemon cards, but he's creating the YouTube videos around it. He's basically creating the demand and letting people know about the marketplace. You see, one of the interesting things about the Pokemon opportunity as an influencer is not only are you buying the card, but you have a chance to influence others around you to buy it and really make a dent in it. You see, in stock market world, we kind of call that pumping and dumping. You know, you're, you're, if you have true influence in the stock market, like if you're a Warren Buffett, uh, you can't necessarily just talk about stocks um, without a lot of disclosure. And you can't really pump up stocks and really go in and say how it's a great company without really having all your T's and dots crossed. Is that the expression? But Logan Paul as an influencer, he comes out, he buys $200,000 worth of cards, and he says how card investments is the greatest thing of all time. What do you think all of his investors or all of his followers are going to do when they look at these videos? They're at least going to find out about it. They're going to talk about it. They're going to research it. And all of a sudden, Logan Paul has a strong base of followers. Very influential people follow him. And once they see really what's going on, it's a wrap for this market. You see, when it comes to IP, all of these brands, all of these brands that we grew up with, they have cycles. You see, the Marvel Cinematic Universe was destined to explode and expand. Why? Because the kids who watched it as cartoons are now adults. You know, they're around that age of, you know, being an adult. And with them wanting to express to their kids what made their childhood so special by getting them the comic books and them the Marvel action figures, that's what reboots everything and then nostalgia is born. With Pokemon, it came out in the 90s, which means 90s kids growing up, they came out seeing the card games, they came out seeing the TV shows, playing the video games. In 2020, especially 2030, as the millennials have their children, we are going to see this card market explode. And now that we live in a world where there's YouTube, um, where you know people can research what these cards cost are, how much they cost, uh, we are going to see record amounts of people entering this market. So Logan Paul's $200,000 investment now, which seems excessive, could honestly be worth $20 million in 10 years. It's very possible, very possible. 
Right now, you can see cards on eBay, a first edition Charizard um, from the base set, PSA 10, is worth around $50,000. Now, all that sounds like gibberish to you, but just know PSA 10 means it's in the mint of mintest condition. And when it's in mint condition, they put it in a nice glass case. And you can see that right on eBay. You can see that right from the PSA 10 website as well. Um, so it's very easy to understand and determine these value. I think we're going to see more things like this. You know, it's similar to almost the Bitcoin rush where the guys who really got Bitcoin, they really got a bunch of Bitcoin. They started making all these videos, cranking them out, really driving up the demand. And they made a lot of money off it. That's for sure. Um, being able to create your own markets and investing at the right time is honestly the pinnacle of what entrepreneurship is. It's really on that you know side of legality, right? Uber came out and they started hammering, going at you know the local governments and everything, trying to make their thing legal. And they were the first person to take advantage of you know those rideshare type apps. You know, they're the perfect time. They took real advantage. Facebook, too. They really saw the advantage of smartphones, getting on people's smartphones, and they became that real number one social network. Um, investing in entrepreneurship is in the same lane. And if you want to really take wealth, you need to see opportunity in the market, whether that's you see a bunch of, you know, stores closing in your town. So you're like, OK, what if I was like the first online store that really, I don't know, shipped baked goods or whatever in your area and you took advantage of just everyone, you know, the consumer demands going online. If you were that person that took advantage of the opportunity, then you reap the rewards as an entrepreneur. And that's why it's really line in line with investors. And as always, the best, most bright investors, they are the uneducated ones. Why is that? That's because the uneducated investor they never stop learning. Let me know. Are you into Pokemon cards? Are you going to check it out? Let me know. I'm on Twitter at Fly Stewie and we, Flight Crew, have to take off.